0: Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl podcast. If it is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening. And if you are joining us again, thank you so much for tuning in again. I am so happy to have you here. So before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share the review of the week with you because lately we have just been getting some really, really incredible reviews and feedback, and I really appreciate everyone who takes time out of their busy schedule to leave us an iTunes review. So this week's review says, I recently found this podcast from someone sharing it on Instagram. I have been binge listening all week. As a Black woman, all of the discussed topics are relevant and relatable to many life experiences I have had. Also, the mini bonus episodes are awesome and share practical tips to incorporate into your everyday life. So, so many things here that I want to thank y'all for. First of all, if you have shared Balanced Black Girl podcast on social media, as that listener found us via Instagram, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You sharing it is what helps this show so, so much. And I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I also really appreciate that review that uh, you like the different types of content, our longer episodes and our shorter Feel Good Friday episodes. We're hoping that you feel that way. And so uh, that review just really, really made us happy here. So thank you so much. If you have not yet left a review for the Balanced Black Girl podcast on Apple iTunes, I almost said on Instagram, not on Instagram, on Apple iTunes, um, please, please subscribe, rate and review. It helps the show so much. And that is really how I can get valuable feedback from you on how to make the show better. So, today's episode or today's interview was really a breath of fresh air. So, we are talking to Shayna Tyler, who is a business coach, life coach, just a breath of fresh air. Shayna and I connected on Instagram, because it all goes down on the gram, last year, towards the end of 2018. And she has just been a bright light in my feed, in my DMs, and now as a friend, because we now have had a chance to connect and chat several times. And every time I talk to her, I just feel so refreshed. I feel like I learn so much. And she is just such a wonderful, giving soul. And I'm so excited to present this interview with you, especially because we talk about life, we talk about wellness, we talk about business. We just really dive deep, and I appreciate her honesty and vulnerability in this conversation. And also, uh, Shana is the host of a podcast herself. She is the host of the Self Soul Sport podcast, and last week, her podcast interviewed me. So we kind of interviewed each other for our respective podcasts. So if you are interested in checking out Shayna's podcast, which you totally should, I will have that linked in the show notes. And if you want to tune in to the episode where she interviewed me, I will have that linked for you so you can check it out. Let's jump into the interview. Welcome back to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Today we're talking to Shayna Tyler, life coach, yoga teacher, entrepreneur, and founder of Self Soul Sport, a lifestyle community and podcast. Shayna supports entrepreneurial, multi passionate women get unstuck and live their passions. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so <laughs> good. How are you?
1: I am great. We already spoke before this. So I'm just like, I'm so pumped to get to this episode and share with you.
0: I, I'm so pumped to have you here. I wanted to have you on the show for quite a while, um, at least for like a couple months. Because I know you and I connected at the end of 2018, which how did it take that long? I don't know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. But I feel like it was perfect timing, too, because I... I was like, I need, I need more melanin. I need more black women on yep. my
0: feet. You know, I just need it. I need it now. <laughs> and exactly. it just happened. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it just, it worked out perfectly that we kind of came into each other's spaces at, at that right time. And so um, in getting to know you, you know, we've had our virtual coffee date, we are always supporting each other on the gram, which is where it's at. I just the more I've gotten to know you, like the more excited I I have been to have you on the show.
1: Yes, I'm excited. Let's yes. go. Let's, Let's do jump it. Jump
0: in. Let's jump in. <laughs> so you have an incredible backstory that I would love our audience to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what led you to the coaching space?
1: what a question, what a question, you (laughs) know, um, it's a loaded one. And I feel as if um, a lot of our careers, and I know you can also relate to this, is that it's 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 constantly evolving, right? And so for me, I guess my story begins in 2014. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, and I was hospitalized involuntarily, and I was in a clinic for about three weeks. Really, I had no access to phones. I had no access to any electronic devices. Only group therapy, yoga, meditation and um, a personal therapist and psychiatrist there. Literally, that was it. And as you can imagine, I had a lot of thinking time. (laughs) And I told my parents to buy me a journal. And I began journaling and... I realized that I wasn't living my truth. Mm-hmm. I realized that a lot of the underlying symptoms were there for a very long time and I I was never diagnosed with depression even though I I really had the symptoms very early on and I, I truly believe it was because of my race and we can talk about that too. Yeah. Um but yes. Yeah, so, um yeah, so in 2014 I was diagnosed and you know, I'm in this room, you know, I'm I I literally have no devices and I was thinking about what's next when I leave here, what is next? And I was frightened of that question. And I knew I didn't want to go back to my job. Um, I was working, um, for a for-profit company and an energy company. I don't even know why I even, how I even got there. I was working for an energy company. I was working, um, in HR. And I was like, I can't go back there. I cannot do that again. And I was like, I need my life to have purpose. And, I really thought about my skills and things that I love to do. And I knew I always loved, I love to talk. I love, I love to talk. I'm very extroverted. I also love women and I love supporting other women and I'm always a cheerleader and I'm always someone who's able to really connect, um, with people very effortlessly. And that's kind of my zone of genius, so that said, um, you know, I'm just collecting all of this. I leave the the clinic and now I'm like at square one. Like I moved back in with my parents. I'm like, I'm no longer at that job. I have no job, <laughs> like nothing. Like it's like, I'm a newborn babe out in the mm. world. And it was just a blank slate, which I'm actually, I, I in looking back, I'm so grateful for because it really allowed me to really build build up where I am now. So yeah. I be- yeah, I began... Um, I went to social work school. Um, I, in my master's at Fordham University, I started that, and then I started working for a nonprofit company, and um, specifically for folks with developmental and um, developmental disorders, so autism, cerebral palsy, things like that, and. Um, and I was doing that for about two years. I started Shana Tyler blog in 2016, um, at the same time as as, do, as working in the nonprofit. And I started Shana Tyler just kind of as a way to talk about major depressive disorder. I didn't see many Black women talking about it at the time. I didn't see anyone, you know, sharing, you know, hey, I have a lot, of, I have a lot of struggle, even just getting out of bed sometimes. Um, you know, and I wanted to share that as well as my fitness journey. So from there, 2017, I quit my nonprofit world. I was like, I really like the Shayna Tyler thing. I don't know where this is going, but I like it. So I thought it was yoga teaching. I, I got a yoga teaching certification um, and I started teaching yoga the end of 2017 um, my blog really started really lifting off. I started getting social media contracts and things. I started working with Blink fitness and started writing for mind, body green and all these amazing things. And I was like, Oh shit, this is a thing. Okay. You know what? <laughs> and in April, 2018, I decided to quit my job and you hear how much of a story this is. Right. And I feel like, you know, you know, this girl, this is such a story. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. in 2018, I quit my full-time job. Um, I, I, and I decided, okay, so I'm not going to do social work. What else am I good at? And I'm really good at coaching. And I realized that when I got a career coach that I was coaching women the whole time I was doing Sheena Tyler blog. Like Mm -hmm. I was scheduling check-ins with people. Like literally, I was like, okay, when are we meeting for coffee next? (laughs) When am I going to know about how your blog is going? When am I going to, when are you doing X, Y, and Z for your business? Mm -hmm. I was doing that with women already. Mm. And it's just a natural thing that i that i actually felt like oh shit i can make this a thing i can have people pay for this so yeah so i started my life and biz coach thing now i'm here talking to you how crazy <laughs> is how crazy right is the career evolving all these things and i feel as if a year from now i might be in a very different space
0: I actually love that you just said that because I think that so many times we are always looking for like a final destination, right? We're looking for that one one thing. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? Or what is that if I just find this one thing or this one purpose, like that that'll that's all I need to be happy. And I love one the evolution in your story of the different things that you've done but also that you acknowledge that there's never any just one thing and that you know next year you could be in an entirely different space i think that that's super refreshing
1: yeah like right now i decided to do my nasam my um my oh, yes. cpt and i i was struggling with that for a long time because mm-hmm. as you know it's just i feel like fitness and and the wellness space is I think there's there, there's a lot to be had and there's a lot of growth to be had, especially, you know, just in the way that it's marketed and the way that even in, you know, research that you were mentioning, right, in terms of like mm-hmm. research and um, there's opportunities for growth. But also, I really want to be able to offer that for a lot of the women the women that I have who are very much so like I have a clientele of more than 50% black women yes. who are business owners and who are side hustlers and who are looking to, to really, um, you know, build their brands and their businesses. And a lot of them, a, a common thing I hear, a common thread I hear is I need to get back in the gym or I want to move my body again, but I don't know how. And you know, I really want to start leaning into that too.
0: Yeah. Yes, definitely. And also what struck me in your story that is incredibly powerful was I think if someone was just on the outside looking in or only looked at your Instagram and sees all these pictures of you, super beautiful. <laughs> you have this like bright, like smile that lights up the gram. like They wouldn't have guessed that you have been through so much or that you have managed a major dis- depressive disorder. So If there were someone who was, uh, you know, from the outside looking in, assuming that like you've always had it easy, or that building a business or doing what you're doing now is easy, um, what advice would you give them? And how do you balance that and still show up in a way that feels so positive and authentic?
1: Mm, Great question. Um, I this goes back to a DM that I had um, with someone who was like, "Girl." She she was referencing one of my posts. She was like, "Girl, like I want to be like you. Like I want to, you know, I want to be able to balance everything." And and I said, and I just told her, "Look," I said, "My note to selves. I do note to selves. Mm-hmm. I was like, my note to selves are messages to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sharing with you all, and I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. But how I recommend having it." quote unquote all together or balancing it is by sharing, sharing. I don't have it together. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to remind myself that I need to get in the gym or do the things that just light me up with joy. Right now it's getting into the gym right now. For me, that's, you know, face masking and dancing and twerking for me. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot that I have to manage personally. And I, and I also want to share too, that, It is okay to cancel things. It's Mm -hmm. okay to say, hey, I need to recharge and I need to like relax and I need Shana time. Mm -hmm. My friends know this about me and this is something I recommend to anyone is being super honest and super clear about, hey, you know what? Right now, tomorrow's not looking so good. I've had a really tough day. I love you. I you know I care about you, but right now I have to honor myself. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't do tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. what I do with my friends and they love it. They're like, yes. okay, girl, you know what? Yes, Jayna, take care of yourself. These so you the empires, okay? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, let's schedule Like things like that. Like being I mean, I just love vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at my feed and you're like she has it all together. Please know I ain't got shit all together. I'm still figuring <laughs> this out right now. I ain't got no bra on. i in sweatpants. I'm like, have a million thousand things to do today. And we were just talking about this, right? Where it's like, we just we just do, right? Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> just execute.
1: Yes. Did that answer your question? I feel like oh, I went yeah. all over the place with that. <laughs> no,
0: no. That was perfect. You went to all the right places with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm actually glad that you ended that with kind of talking about executing and jumping in and doing because what I admire about you is that you are like a freaking productivity queen. I, in following you, I feel like I learn so much in that area from you. So, for the multi passionate woman who's maybe getting into a side hustle, getting into her business, and is maybe having a hard time focusing, like what is the first either productivity tip or step that you recommend she take to help her manage her time without getting too overwhelmed?
1: Um, first off is mindset. Mm. I'm going to tell you mindset 110%. Yes. Um, when I have clients coming to me and, and especially I, I wrote this in my um, get it done ebook. Yes. It's the very first chapter is um, your mindset matters. And, and in that I am talking about the fact that, our self-chatter, our self-talk is the number one thing we have to get. We have to get all the way right. We are not going to be productive. We are not going to manage time if we keep on saying, hey, I don't have enough time. Hey, I can't do this. I can't. No, nah, we, we are leaving that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and we're building some strategies for ourselves. I talk about mantras. So having a mantra for yourself in that I create abundance and I do this. So, so creating, I recommend number one is create an affirmation for yourself, Mm -hmm. create something that you say to yourself. That's really catchy. That, that resonates with you. Um, I have a money mantra. I have an ultimate success mantra. I have an affirmation that I just say, I'm worthy. I am valuable. I am consistent. I say that all the time. Mm, I am worthy. I am valuable. I am consistent. I say that all the time to myself every morning. I sit in my little meditation chair. It gets lit. And why (laughs) do that? (laughs) Why do that? Because every single decision that I make afterward it really informs how I look at my passion planner, how I look at my time. I am worthy. I am worthy of this hour of time in working in my business. I am valuable to my clients when I give myself this time of self-care. I am consistent when I have my hours that I have in open office hours for my clients. You see how that just spills into the rest of everything else? Mm. The very first step is your mind. Yes. 110%. That's what I say work on first and then work on the other thing. So time block your calendar, which I talk about a lot. I'm all about the batching life. Batch, 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 batch. Have time slots throughout the day where you say, hey, I'm working on this. If you have a 9 to 5, okay, this is 9 to 5 time. Afterward, what am I doing from 6 to 7? Am I writing a blog from 6 to 7? Am I, you know, working on the website 6 to 7? That's that time. Okay, 7 to 8. I'm giving myself self-care time. You know, maybe 8 to
0: 8.30. I'm working. Like, come on. Like, yep. let's get this time together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Love that you talked about mindset first and foremost, because honestly, I think that's what trips people up. I think that that is harder to grasp. And that's what gets in our way more so than managing our time, because it's that story that we tell ourselves, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yes.
1: It, yeah. And, you know, that's something I work on with clients. Number one is, you know, um, we we have like a strategy session and, you know, they don't know, but I'm like sussing them out how they're talking about fine, <laughs> <their mind. laughs> You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. so so how's your time going? How's, you know, mm hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like asking questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's always about, hey, um, and I always have this thing where I tell people and everyone I talk to is that you're not trying, you're doing. Mm hmm. We're not trying yes. today. Yes. I don't want, to, I will try to, you know, give myself an hour. No, we're either doing it or we're not. Exactly. and, and, and when you, and when you really shift that mindset to, I will try to, or no, 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 we're going to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this yes. is going to be done by X time. What is the deadline? So really working on your mind and, and your mind follows like, right. So like when you have, when you give yourself that constant feedback of, okay, I'm not trying, I'm doing, I'm executing, I'm planning, I'm worthy, mm-hmm. I'm valuable, everything else follows suit.
0: hmm Ugh. I have freaking goosebumps there because like, even just the affirmative I am statements, not I will, not I might, not am uh, thinking about it, like uh, I am, the, no. the space that that puts you in is so much more powerful. Yeah absolutely freaking love it along those same lines when it comes to business honestly I think when it comes to life in general but it can often show up in business an area I think a lot of women struggle with and I know I struggle with I will be fully transparent is (laughs) imposter syndrome have Mm -hmm. you had experiences with imposter syndrome how did you manage it like what advice would you give to somebody struggling with imposter syndrome
1: Oh, every damn day, every <laughs> damn day. I'm dealing with imposter syndrome right now. I'm getting ready to launch a group program, Get mm-hmm. It Done program. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I had this moment with my business coach because I coaches need coaches. Totally. And um, I had a moment with my business coach. Where I was like, Oh my gosh, who am I to offer this? And she's like, Who are you not mm. to offer? This? You've been doing this. How long you reside hustling for two years? You now quit your full time job and running a successful business in under a year that you can you know mon- like you know monetize and support yourself off of. Like what are you talking about? And I was like, oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you're right. Oh yeah. So I, I will say, <laughs> I will say, absolutely lutely, I deal with imposter syndrome. Now, how do I how do I um, work against it? There's a few things I do. So I use visualizations, which I really, really enjoy. Visualization, um, when you're visualizing something, um, for me, so if I mm-hmm. feel like an imposter in something, I'm visualizing, I'm visualizing the end of it and I'm visualizing the the better part of it, right? Yeah. So um, I am always saying to myself sometimes, you know, hey, like Shayna, you got this, or whatever it is, that works too, right? That works, but being able to really visualize where you are and how much better it is when you're when you're giving yourself when you're allowing yourself to really step fully into your truth and in your worth is incredible. So right now I'm, I'm doing visualizations for the program of everyone coming to the program, lives being changed, brands being built, coins being made. Mm-hmm. all of that that gives me such a sense of calm, you know and um, really helps me in terms of okay, you know what? this 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 doesn't have any place The the this self-chatter doesn't have any place in in where in this work that i'm doing there's a greater work at hand here
0: oh yeah i think that that's an amazing amazing tool to help with to help with imposter syndrome and i will be honest visualization is something that i'm aware of but have never really practiced much myself but just hearing you talk about it i'm like oh like that makes sense i could see I could see the major mindset shift that that would help facilitate when you really see and feel yourself being in that space. Yeah, you know, and I thought, honestly,
1: I've been, I was like, visualization, that sounds whack as fuck. Like, what am I (laughs) I doing just sitting here? I think, but it works. It works. Even just for like five seconds, even. And right now I'm visualizing my, my, my life, like where I want to be in six months every morning. And just the decisions that I make throughout the day. I mean, I've grown my savings. I've grown, like, it's just, it's incredible how much the mind, man, we keep on getting back to the mind here.
0: Totally. Because your mind is everything. I mean, that's where everything starts. Mm hmm. Ugh. Freaking love that. Freaking love that. And also earlier you mentioned your ebook and I also just have to plug it and we'll make sure that we have it linked in the show notes because I've purchased it as well. And it is freaking phenomenal. And it's packed with so much information. I'm like, girl, this is like 40 pages of freaking gold. Yeah, I get straight to it. Listen, I don't play any games. (laughs) I'm like so much value to go through these exercises to help, to help Mm -hmm. all of us be able to apply these to our lives. So like we'll make sure we have that linked in the show notes because it's wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I really, uh, there's a reason why I start with the mind, right? Yeah. And then go into the execution portions after. So, you know, first let's work on that mind. And then we work on all the other things like your time management, your productivity, and you know, all that other shit.
0: Mm-hmm. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. Because I mean, I know I have so many times made a list or made a plan to do something and then talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. But everyone has.
1: Oh, so yeah.
0: Nip that in the bud first thing, you'd be so much more powerful. Exactly. exactly. Yes. So, shifting gears a little bit, I would love to talk to you about fitness. Um, so I know that you're a fitness enthusiast. You previously were a yoga teacher. You are currently studying to get your NASM CPT, which is great. So I would love to kind of break that up into chunks. Uh, First talking about yoga, your yoga practice. It sounded like yoga was a part of of your recovery uh, in the past when you were working through your major depressive disorder. So what brought you to yoga and how has your practice served you there? Yeah, yeah. So, how I first found yoga, I was about
1: 17, 18. Um, this was before I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and I did it because I wanted to be lean and I'm also very open with the fact that I suffered with an eating disorder. So I was Mm -hmm. anorexic and I had this, I had this idea that I wanted to be really, really skinny. I wanted to have the BMI of white women, right? I mean, like, let's be really real here. I was, I was really suffering with, with, um, with this really, I also had body dysmorphia, right? Is that the word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I had a lot of things that I was struggling with. And um, I came to yoga in a really unhealthy sense. In the beginning, I was like, I just want to do it to stay really skinny to stay really lean. I mean, then I was like 130. And I was five nine, which You know, was really skinny for me and my frame, and I remember my friends and my family being really concerned at that point. They were like, "What the hell?" Especially my dad, like he was like, "What's going on here?" All right, I see you doing yoga every day, and I came at it with a really unhealthy attitude until um, until I went to the to the clinic in 2014, where I really shifted my mindset on yoga, and I realized that this is an ancient practice, yeah. number one. I realized that it's not only for the body, but it's also for the mind, that I really approached vasana differently, the ending of you know class, of, mm-hmm. of laying in, in a pose, and being able to really think about... Your, like, your mind, like think about what's going on around you and, you know, observing it and not being judgmental of it. So I learned a lot about non-judgment. I mean, I, I went on a whole journey with with um, yoga and once I was in that clinic, because since we had it there and it was necessary or I was just sitting in my room, I was like, okay, because I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that really shifted. That mm-hmm. really shifted my relationship with yoga. And we also had group therapy and meditations as well. And um, I, we would meditate um, for a few minutes. And those two, I mean, that really changed me. And it changed my attitude toward yoga. And I said, wow, this shit is really, this is good. This isn't just for yeah. your body. And it's yeah. like, this is actually a wonderful practice. So that said, um, I continued practicing in a whole different way. I practiced daily, like every single day, I would roll out my mat, I would give myself time, um, I had the yoga studio app that I used, and um, I always recommend that to anyone who's beginner in yoga, and um, I just, I, I loved it, I loved it, it really helped me in recovering, it gave me a safe space, um, my mat was my space, like that Manduka mat, <laughs> listen, that Manduka mat has some stories to tell, because- <laughs> So, yeah, and then and then I decided, you know what? It was just a natural thing where I said, you know what? I want to share this with other people. This is such a gift. Yeah. And in 2017, I, I got my yoga teaching certification, and I started teaching um, regularly in 2018. I started teaching for yoga studios in the city, and um, I just – it was great, but I, I felt drained, and I felt, oh, my gosh – I remember just saying I don't think I want to do this and I and I was still teaching at the time and you know still making coins from it and you yeah. know realistically, I was like okay how am I going to make other coins and so <laughs> um, but yeah I really wanted to share it and yeah. you know but now I'm not teaching and that was a hard choice but Right now, it's it's my passion that I want to keep on my mat and not share with others right now, which is, mm-hmm. which, is you know, which I thought was selfish actually, but I was like, no, I need to take care of myself. Yeah, and this isn't something I want to do anymore.
0: Yeah, actually, I would love to talk to you about that for a moment because I have had a very similar experience just with general fitness and working as a trainer kind of made me fall out of love with Mm -mm. fitness and I needed to kind of take a step back and and rediscover what it is about moving my body that I enjoyed when it was no longer my job and when I no longer felt pressure to uphold a certain image. What was it about uh, teaching yoga that you felt just wasn't the right fit for you?
1: Honestly, it was the clientele. Mm. I didn't connect with it. Um, in New York Ooh. City, um, there is a very uh, let's get really real. So real. Let's get Do real. It. It's a very white space. I was mm-hmm. teaching a lot of upper class, middle class, you know, upper middle class women in the Upper West Side, or you know, going to Phi die to their jobs, which I love y'all too, listen, y'all are great, but I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. There was a mm-hmm. sense of privilege. There was a sense of, um, there was, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. The energy there just wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. And also I realized um, that I wasn't getting paid enough for the work I was doing energetically. I I realized that I'm teaching women who are making cl- more than a hundred thousand dollars a year and I'm making what? $50 mm-hmm. or no, maybe $30, you know? And yeah. that, that just for me energetically too, wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot, there was a lot that was going on with that. I would say number one though, was just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't continue teaching, um, for wealthy white women anymore. I couldn't. And when I would go to spaces and, you know, now there, there are spaces that are opening, which I'm so happy, that are in Brooklyn and in, in places where, you know, actually people, people who really, really need yoga, just like I really, really needed yoga, are having it now, which I love seeing. And I support 110%. And not that wealthy white women don't need yoga But also I felt as if there was just a barrier for entry. I mean, the the the, the prices for classes, the things like that. I just couldn't, I couldn't be a part of that uh, narrative anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first time I ever said that. You you got that out of me. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, I I mean, I really appreciate you sharing that with me, though, because that's so much what this show and what this space is about is those those very conversations of who is fitness for usually when it's marketed yeah. and when these studios are being designed, like who are they being designed for? And mm-hmm. being really honest about that. So, I appreciate you sharing that with me.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm and happy to. I, see this. Totally. I mean, I had a lot of very similar experiences in fitness, and so I I hear you. Mm. Thank, so, you. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Going back to your personal fitness for a minute, I would love to know, mainly because I'm just nosy. What is your top workout choice at the moment?
1: <laughs> My top workout choice. Yeah. Um, that is hard. Um, I would say right now it's strength. Like I really like picking up heavy shit and putting it down. Like I just really like it. Like I've gotten to that point now where I'm like picking up those weights and I'm like smashing <laughs> them down. And I feel so good. And the guys like look at me. I'm like hell fucking yeah. I just threw them down. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm at that point right now where I'm really liking. Um, I'm liking just that feeling and I'm not even doing it for any physical like aspects, not like, you know, any muscles or anything like that. I'm doing it because it just feels really nice to throw Mm -hmm. shit down and pick shit up. And to that, that mental, that mental shift that I'm having now from that is amazing. Like I'm just noticing if I can pick up this amount of weight, I can pick up anything. I can literally pick myself up from wherever I am right now Mm -hmm. in my mind. I can do like I just feel it's it's just across the board. So right now I'm really enjoying strike training. <laughs>
0: I freaking love, I mean, I'm a strength training girl at heart, even though I'm not doing a ton of it right now. Personally, anytime I hear a woman talk about embracing strength and and building and loving strength, just my heart gets so happy. And I mean, with you sharing your evolution with your relationship with fitness and just how far you've come from that point where you were you know exhibiting disordered behaviors and coming from a place that that wasn't as um probably didn't feel as empowering i could imagine to yep. where you're at right now of just like wanting to be strong unapologetically i'm so here for it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes that's exactly where i am right now i feel super empowered i'm like yes you know what and the me that was that was in that space, 2014, I would never, 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 never have gone into a weight room. I would have never, ever picked up the weights
0: that I'm lifting now. I would have never done that. Mm. Growth. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would also love to hear, you know, what role has fitness played in your business success? And for the clients that you work with, from a business standpoint, you know, do you ever encourage them to incorporate fitness into their routines and kind of how do fitness and business, um, intermingle for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'm noticing, um, when I, I, I took a break from fitness mm-hmm. in um, the end of around 2018 and, um, I noticed just the, the difference in my energy levels, the difference in my confidence level, the, the, the difference that it had. And I noticed now that I'm, that I'm committing back to it on a, on an almost daily basis now, um, I've just noticed the shift. I've noticed the fact that I, I'm, I'm way more um, confident Yes. in my sales calls. I'm way more, I'm way more focused. I, I'm way more like I'm focused in the right now mm-hmm. and in the present moment. And I believe I saw, and I've also began a running journey too at the same time as all of this. And mm-hmm. i noticed just the, the, the ability of fitness to get you in a present moment can really be translated to everything else can be translated to your productivity and being, present in the one that task that you're doing now and not getting distracted it can be in you know that time management piece you know it, it it translates everywhere it totally does and for my clients um to go to the second question i do recommend getting back into the gym but i am very privy to the fact that i am not um, a CPT or I'm not mm-hmm. someone. And I just, I, I'm one of those people. I'm like, look, if I'm going to make this recommendation, why don't I get a fucking like certificate in it? And yeah. then I'm going to give somebody some workout plans so they can get their ass up in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you give them everything they need.
1: Yes. You know what? I'm just like, look, if I'm going to say it, I want to be about it. And I want to be able to, to to produce on that and execute and just do, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. my thing. I'm like, look, if I'm going to tell somebody to do this,
0: look, we're gonna
1: we're gonna get this together. I'm gonna get certified,
0: and <laughs> I love that. Actually, can we talk about that for a moment? Because I know that that was something that we also talked about uh, in the interview that we did the other way around for your podcast. Was the importance of executing and mm-hmm. doing? And I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about the importance of just executing. And I would love to hear your experience with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's a few ways that this can
1: go, right? I think there's a really thin line between just executing, just going, just pushing, just doing, and, you know, moving forward and all of these things. And then there's also a thin line between, you know, getting burnt out and having those experiences of, oh shit, I'm taking on too much. And, you know, what is this? So I would love to kind of talk about that too, because I think mm-hmm. there there's, there's a role that both play. And so let's talk about first off the, 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 the part of okay just executing i believe that executing when when we do that when we actually and this is this all goes back to the mindset part when we actually say hey i will do this there's something that happens and i'm all about the WCD method, which I talk about in um, my ebook, which is, and you guys are going to get an exclusive, you know, kind of sneak peek on this, (laughs) which is write it, calendar it, deadline it. So Mm -hmm. I believe in every execution process that you need to write it down and actually write it down, not type it, write it down. Um, There's actual studies that say that writing things down, that that it just has a, a larger effect on your brain when you write it down. And, um, calendaring it, look at your calendar saying, when am I going to execute it and deadline it? When is this going to get done? So those things, so that's something that I work on with all my clients and I do for myself. If I have an idea such as executing the ebook, if I have an idea for something, I'm writing it down. I'm looking at my calendar. When can this realistically happen? When can I realistically work on this? And then I'm deadlining it. So I said by, you know, by, um, January, I wanted to get it out there. So and that was it. And executing from there and in my calendar. So executing, great, right? But at the same time, I want to talk about getting burnt out. Because mm-hmm. I was at the point of getting burnt out almost with my ebook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I want to be really real where I was like, Oh my gosh, I have this deadline. What am I gonna do? This with me. And I was like, Okay, get over that, Shayna. All right, so what do you need right now? What do you need right now is fuck the calendar for a second, take a nap. Give yourself some time, skip this day of working on the ebook and make it up the next day. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's some days that we have to really listen to ourselves and, and our intuitive selves know when we need a break and when we're just trying to not do the shit. And when we really need a break, I believe that we know it and we, we take that break. We need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that that answer that? I don't know. No,
0: it totally does.
1: in this right now.
0: Yeah. No, I'm in it. I get it too and I I agree with so much of what you said and I get very passionate about it because I think that there's a time there's a time to hustle, there's a time to flow. And for me, I feel very passionate about jumping in and executing something kind of at the beginning when you first have that idea of something that you want to create or something you want to put into the world don't mull over it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Do it. Know when to rest and and it's okay to kind of take your time to make it better, but don't talk yourself out of it. If you have an amazing idea, if you have an amazing gift to offer the world, don't talk yourself out of it because you're worried about it being perfect, you know?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's when we start hindering ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we give ourselves, I think our brain and <laughs> you hear this so, so much, right. Where someone says, Hey, I had that idea. Mm-hmm. I had that idea, but yeah. I just didn't execute on it. So someone else, someone else is doing that now and making millions of dollars. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. There's that story all the time. And that's because yep. we, we didn't, when our brain told us, hey, this, this wonderful idea, we didn't write it down. We didn't, we didn't stay in that excitement. We didn't calendar it. We didn't deadline. When, when can we get this done? When can this happen? We didn't make it happen.
0: Yeah. All about making it happen, but taking care of yourself in the process. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And also, I just want to say one more thing, um, that I've started executing and, which I'm loving, is um, having self-love pockets throughout Mm, my
0: day. Talk to us about that.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I've started that because I realized while I can execute, 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 your girl loves to rest, rest, rest too. Yes. So that said, I have a self-love pocket where I have – so from 12 to 1, I work out. So I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. From 1 to 2.30 – I come back home from the gym, I have my soup or lunch or whatever, that's my self love pocket, and I'm either taking a nap or I'm watching something really meaningless. I'm doing something (laughs) that is, you know, or I'm calling up my mom because that's that's a part of my self-love, too, is just ranting and raving with my mom, (laughs) whatever that is. And then 2.30, I'm back to executing. I have loved this. What this has really done for me is give me an actual time stamp where I say, okay, Sheena, no work from 1 to 2:30 give yourself some self-love time. Give yourself some time. I've loved it. I mean like I've been taking naps like crazy lately and <laughs> it's been wonderful and I've been more I've been more well-rested and I feel really good.
0: I love that. Oh. I need mean, I'm like what can I create as a self-love pocket in my day because you can only go so far or do so much without Without filling yourself back up and without recharging yourself, it's Absolutely. so necessary. Yeah, and I recommend it for you, even if it's
1: 30 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes or whatever it is, that's self love pocket. And mm-hmm. I think you have some in place with your Fridays and masks and things like that, but I recommend them daily. I do. Yeah. We work
0: hard. We work hard. Y'all. <laughs> You ain't said nothing but a word. I get it. I'm going to start thinking about ways I can incorporate that into my day because I love it. Yeah. So along those same lines, actually, this is my favorite question that I love asking guests. What does being a balanced black girl mean to you? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) this Um, This means to me, this means living your best life, in the way that living your best life looks. And I know that Mm -hmm. may sound really like kind of off, but I think we all have our own ideas of living our best lives, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to really lean into that and to say, hey, living my best life this year means that I'm working out in the gym and lifting heavy weights. And, you know, that means, you know, living my best life is taking that self-love pocket uh, at 8 a.m. to eight thirty a.m. a day so living your best life in the in the best way that that it looks in your life if that makes sense
0: yes yeah. yeah I'm here for it and I love that it's um I always say balance is a moving target and that it's something that's ever evolving because our yeah. best life today could be totally different than our best life tomorrow and that's okay exactly I love it best life 2019 yes <laughs> so Shayna, anything coming up that we should look out for or be excited about how can our audience keep in touch with you oh
1: my goodness how can they keep in touch with me
0: well they can keep in touch with me on
1: uh, my Instagram I love the Instagram lands at Shayna Tyler underscore um, that is my place that is where I story that's where I get lit and I twerk and <laughs> I spend time in the stories and um, or you can stay in touch with me, um, ShaynaTyler.com. I have a blog that I love to write on. It's my baby. It's been since 2016 I've been writing on that baby, And it also um, has a section, if you want to work with me, Um, I am now, it's wild. I'm launching my group coaching program, Get It Done, Build Your Really Real Brand, and Make It a Profitable Business, which is for side hustlers and entrepreneurial women. It's a four-month coaching program where we're getting really real. Um, The first session, you guessed it, is on mindset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a kick-off session. And then we're going toward the life cycle of branding and of really building, a not only a profitable, but sustainable business. So yes, um, that's what I have coming up. And then I got that ebook,
0: which is really
1: really exciting. I just launched that. And I've just been getting such great reviews from both side hustlers, full-time workers. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing.
0: Um, a lot to come. Well, it's an amazing resource. I mean, it I have the book and have been reading through it and it is definitely an amazing resource. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes because you just create so much value. And I highly, highly recommend our listeners follow you, check out your programs, get the ebook, do it all because it's so freaking valuable.
1: Ooh, and I forgot to mention too, I have a podcast too. I have the Self Soul yes. Sport podcast. Yes, where I keep it really real as always um, with coffee chats. And I also
0: have interviewed guests. And Lestandra might be making an appearance <laughs> very soon. Very soon. <laughs> and what I love, you're about to start also doing um, podcast chats or coffee chats on Instagram stories, right? On the Instagram yeah. for yeah. Self Soul Sport.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And there's a self-soul sport podcast on
0: Instagram too.
1: I'm going to start that because I like sipping coffee and I like mm-hmm. talking. So I just feel like I can merge the two in a story.
0: Why not? Oh, love it. <laughs> we will have all that information linked because I love a good virtual coffee chat. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I loved this conversation. I always learn so much from you. I just love the way that you show up and I really appreciate you being here.